On today's JMO with Josh and Joe, we have championship weekend coming in up. NFC and AFC championship games are set. I want to just start off by apologizing. We are on a Zoom call, so the quality might not be as good as it usually is. But we talk the divisional round playoffs. Great, three great games. One, eh, but we kind of expected it. Um, we go through those games. We have a um, couple of uh, coaching points that we wanted to get to. A um, couple of coaches are staying. Couple of co- a couple of coach got hired. Some it, some second interviews. We go through all that. We uh, talk about <clears throat> some NBA talk. NBA midseason is kind of my favorite, almost. You know, Joe. Cause like it's it's everything's rounding out and like you're starting to get players to kind of like kind of start playing hard, you know. It's getting to that mm-hmm. point where some people are breaking away, but there's as we as we we talk about the West is pretty tight. West is tight. East is kind of top heavy, but the West is tight, and it's it's starting to ramp up. It's going to be really really good. Um, we talk a little bit. Uh, our little too early MVP nominees. Um, there's a coach that got fired midseason. Don't really, uh, especially with this organization. I mean, it was, it's weird, but we go into that. And then uh, we get a little Terry Rozier to Miami talk. All right. Let's rock and roll. JMO, Josh and Joe. It is Tuesday, January 23rd. And Joe, it is championship weekend coming up. The championship games are set. NFC, AFC, Texans, or I'm sorry, Ravens versus Chiefs and Niners versus Lions. Uh, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. This is uh, pretty much what we were asking for. Dude, they, they had three of the four games were absolutely amazing. The Texans-Ravens game was a little bit... It was good in the first half. Second half, not great. Not great at all. Um, let's see. I mean, let's just dive right into the, the Ravens game. That Lamar Jackson is a fucking monster, dude. He's a fucking <laughs> tank. How many teams do you think are regretting their decision on not trying to get Lamar Jackson a contract with that rest- uh, restricted free agent? Deal? Yeah. <clears throat> They and like I think he wanted to stay with the Ravens, so they had like I don't know, they had dibs for lack of better words. Yeah. But it was yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's every bit worth that. Um, he's I mean he makes up for it with his legs. He's still he, he's not like the greatest thrower, but he did look good throwing the ball against the Texans defense. Um, they started off slow, but that's kind of you, you kind of expected that the the Forty ers kind of started slow too. It's just like they, they – I don't think the Ravens haven't – the Ravens starters haven't played in three weeks. So, yeah, there's going to be a little bit little bit of a slow start. Um, That's what my notes were as well. Both of those teams, the number one seeds, kind of go into a lull, which is actually, actually like – it's almost like a disadvantage in some sense. Like, yeah, obviously it's an advantage that you take a week off and you don't get hurt, you don't have a chance to lose. But at the same time, it's almost like – it reminds me of March Madness, where the first four that are you know first four games that are the play-in sort of play-in games, 
they almost get an advantage because they get like a warm-up game. They kind of get themselves into playoff mode um, and are able to kind of, you know, I guess get the rust off per se um, going into the playoffs. They get in a rhythm. They go on a roll. Uh, Yep. I I agree. Um, I just think that the Ravens are just too good. The Ravens are too good. I think they're going to be – they're going to win. The, I, I'm picking them – I mean, this, is, this isn't this is like breaking news or anything, but I think they're going to win the Super Bowl. I don't think any of the three remaining teams can beat them. I think the team with the best chance to beat them, they're going to play this weekend. And, Lord, dude, like Mahomes, he still has nobody to throw to. Like he – we'll get to that game, but like <clears> – <throat> Other than Kelsey and in in Rice, like it's not much. There's not much. Uh, I know MVS had a couple of good good catches, but dude, I, I I think the Ravens are just gonna dominate. I don't think there's really anybody that can that can stop them. At least they they'll their defense is good enough to keep them in any game. And I think Lamar Jackson will be fine, and he will be able to get them enough points to win. Plain and yeah. simple. Yeah, this isn't the same Chiefs team that we've typically seen in the past, but but they're kind of like the new Patriots where it's like you can't count them out though either. Never. No. And like I said, we'll we'll get to the Chiefs Bills game, but good here's the thing. The Texans good year. Good year for the Texans. There's nothing to hang your head about. Um you have a future basically in in CJ Stroud, D'Amico Ryan seems like he's got he's got the team, he's got the locker room. Uh their defense is actually not terrible and CJ Stroud is 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 really good. So like, you know, they Nico, him and Nico Collins, that that connection's going to be awesome. Like they're young they're, they're a good young team. They're I I I think the future looks bright. Like so they, this is a even though they lost, it's kind of a W of a win, of a year for for Texans fans. <clears throat> um, I again, like I said last week, I think I want to see them in their second year. I want to see if they go through a sophomore slump, uh, like we've seen a lot of quarterbacks and a lot of teams do with young players, especially like rookie head coaches and rookie uh, <clears throat> rookie quarterbacks. Just because there's there's actual tape now. Um, and yeah. these defenses, these, the, I mean, you saw in the Ravens game, the defense for the Ravens, the, their adjustments are absolutely insane. Like they, they didn't score a single point in the second half. The Texans did. They, they, it's, it's wild how well the defenses play in, in when they have time to adjust in some film. Um, and technically there was no offensive touchdown, believe it or not, by the Texans. It was that that touchdown was scored by Steven Smith, uh, Sims on that punt return for Correct. a touchdown. Correct. So yeah, I, I mean they just allowed a field goal essentially. Dude, that 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 Ravens defense, man, it's just like the Ravens way. You know, they uh, <laughs> they it, it was instilled obviously with Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, you know, Suggs, that whole fucking clue cr- or crew, and then they, they just kind of continued it. Patrick Queen's kind of like <clears throat> being the ring leader. Um, Marlon Humphreys. I did when he's when he's not hurt. He's just nasty. They they they're they got dogs. They got dogs on that defense. But um, so yeah, they kind of Texans kind of ran into a uh, basically a giant brick wall that is the uh, Ravens defense. It wasn't like I said. This was the the one game that wasn't great. 
But um, yeah, that, that's really and, all and the I clock, The clock struck midnight. The clock yeah. struck midnight for the Cinderella team. I mean, yeah. it's a nice story. Clock struck midnight. Um, right about halftime on this game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. Turned into a pumpkin. Yeah, uh, but yeah. And if you're if you're the Texans. If you're the Texans, you can't miss that field goal at the at the second half. Points are no. hard to come by, um, or second quarter. Points are hard to come by. Fairburn, better kicker than that. You got to yeah. keep. You got to get those points. And dude, it, it's basically it was kind of the the story uh, the the weekend of missed field goal kicks, dude. We'll get to the ones later in the games, but there are there were some like crucial missed field goals this weekend. Um, but yeah, you got anything else on this one? Now, if you wanna if you wanna see how much pressure there is in the playoffs, just point the field goal kickers this weekend. Just just ask them, huh? Um, do, I mean, yeah. Justin Justin Tucker had a nice nice long field goal. He he's he's still on point. So we got that. He's a, the best kicker in the. I think he's the best kicker of all time. Like oh, I yeah. know I know Adam Vinatieri's had his. Uh, he's got his kick or he's his <clears throat> clutch kicks and everything. But I think. Overall, Justin Tucker is the best. Um, let's get to the Packers-Niners. Great game. Awesome game. Um, you saw Brock Purdy. He kind of forgot how to play football the first three quarters. I don't know if it was just a rest versus rust thing, um, if he was nervous. Um, I don't know. But Brock Purdy, like, it worries me now. Like, I, I think I might bet on the Detroit Lions um, now. Ooh. They, now, with that said, I think Debo might be out. I think Debo might be out. Um, but, good Lord, Kittle, McCaffrey, like, they got dogs everywhere. They they, they just mm-hmm. – they, Dewan Jennings played well. Like, it. <clears throat> Brandon Ayuk had a couple of catches. You know, it, they just got – they got guys everywhere. So, it's hard. And then, especially with that – I think that defense is finally coming around. No, I'm, I'm no disrespect to the Packers. Um because they played very well. Great year. This is the same thing uh with the green same thing as the Texans. Nothing to nothing to hang your head about because this is the you did absolutely amazing in a rebuilding year. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um kind of the same thing I had with this as far as the Ravens and the 49ers both experiencing laws, but the 49ers almost didn't wake up. Right. Almost didn't wake up on this one. And uh but it's it's the the one thing I was kind of noticing on this game, I was just watching like both teams how they operate on offense, and they were just doing like identical play calling. And well, obviously, that's because Kyle Shanahan, you know, Matt Lafleur or Matt Lafleur comes from the Kyle Shanahan tree. And gosh, man, it just looked like they were doing the exact same plays every single time. They really but, did, yeah. And uh, this, like we alluded to earlier, this one. A big momentum shift was when the uh, Packers kicker um, Carlson missed that field goal at the towards the end of the game, and the uh, 49ers just drove it right down their throats. Like for I, I, it was like a 60, 70 yard drive, and they just they marched down the field and put it in the end zone. Like that was, it, I mean, you think about it. If he makes that field goal, it's a completely different game. Like. It, obviously, it'll be tied 24-24 at the end, you know, if everything works out that way. But yeah, it's a momentum shift. They miss the field goal. San Francisco marches down, scores right away. 
it's it, it's it's crazy. Um, McCaffrey had a great game. Lord, he mm-hmm. yeah, he's the savior, definitely a savior. Um, Kittle played out of his but mind, that, like I said. Huh? I got to give props to Purdy. I've got to go give a little props to Purdy. Yeah, I get it. He was rusty and such, but and I know people knock on him all the time because he's in a loaded offense and he's just, they say, Oh, you just need to dink and dunk type of thing. No, when you go back and watch this game, that man just stands in the pocket and there's not very many QBs, especially nowadays. And that's kind of a testament to running QBs, but there's not many QBs that will just stand in that pocket and deliver a pass. And he throws some, he throws like risky passes. He gives the wide receivers like an actual chance to make a play on the ball. So, and then end up with a game winning drive this time. Um, He had a, he had a little, he had a little sneaky, sneaky speed there for that first down run right by the, uh, in the red zone. But yeah, yeah. (laughs) he did. Um, And yeah, like, I mean, like we said, he, he, he woke up in the third, in the fourth quarter. They, they, the, the Niners kind of woke up in the fourth quarter. It was really scary. Um, what's his face made that interception and uh, just didn't go down. I forget what the the San Francisco Dre, Dre Greenlaw. Yeah, he uh, he just didn't go down. Like you you catch the ball and you go down in that situation. He was like running. He ran like like I'd say thirty to forty yards. I mean, like obviously not laterally, but or uh, not up and down the field, but laterally. And like he just kept running. And I was just like, go down. What are you doing? Like if you fumble that ball, you give like they the Green Bay gets it right back, and they were they could possibly march down the field and kick a kick a field goal if not get a touchdown. He just, yeah. Green, Greenlaw needs to learn how to go down. Go down, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, this was a fantastic game. Um, I uh, like I said next week. I don't think Debo Samuel is going to play. I think he is injured, um, which is going to hurt. I think he's a big play guy um, in the Lions defense. Again, we'll, we'll get to the Lions Bucks next, but um, that Lions defense, it looked pretty good. Baker Mayfield was kind of running for his life for most of that game. Um, but yeah, dude, Packers are going to look, Packers are going to be great next year. Um, Jordan Love, again, just throwing off his back foot. I don't know how you get so talented at throwing off your back foot, but I, he's, he's just so good at it. I don't know. I don't, just don't don't mess with that. Like most of the time, coaches are going to try and change that and correct it. Don't do it. Don't mess with that. Yeah, he's definitely picked that up from Aaron Rodgers, and he needs to stay more on the Aaron Rodgers play style rather than the Patrick Mahomes kind of like what he did on that last drive. I don't know what he's thinking about doing or what he's thinking doing a cross body throw like that, which obviously led to the last interception, a game winning interception. He needs to stick to being like Aaron Rodgers, like he's been all season, not Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Patrick Mahomes is a very, very hard person to emulate. He's just an athletic freak. He's he he's, he might be the next Tom Brady. We'll we're, we're, we'll talk about that later. Um, last two things I had: Aaron Jones, monster, still in his seventh season, going into his eighth season, monster. He still runs really, really hard. Um, and the Jaden Reed. Jordan Love connection is going to be unbelievable next year. Um, I think him and I think that both of them are just going to be they're going to be fantasy gold mines next year. Um, Jaden Reed's going to be like kind of a sleeper sleeper pick. I'm, uh, I think I'm it's going to be the uh, I think he's going to be the Debo Samuel of 
the uh, Packers offense. I since like these that. are just identical offenses. Right. And and Jaden Reed's kind of big. He's he's fast. You know, he's he's a little bit like Debo, you know. But uh yeah, this is a great game. Love to see it. You got anything else? That's it. All right, Lions Bucks. Bro, Lions to the championship for first time over 30 something years whatever. We've been talking about it. I want to talk about how they just kind of feel like they're the team to a team of destiny almost. Like it's just like it all it's all coming together. Dan Campbell on the 0-16 team, just basically a unique coaching style. More like not really unique, I'd say old school coaching style. Just coming in, being the MCDC is what they call him. Like he's just he, it's awesome. He gets the guys pumped up. He he's He's won the locker room. Like he's he's just coaching with that old school coaching style that honestly I'm kind of I, I kind of love. Um, they they just look they look good. They look good. I, I like the fact that and this is kind of what I've seen from this team. It almost seems like they he put together like a band of like people that have been doubted, people with like a chip on their shoulder because like you check. Like up and down that roster, the coaching staff and everything. Like Dan Campbell, I mean, honestly, was kind of I don't know, like laughed at whenever he was hired. They were, um, no, they were. They, I, I'm seeing posts now of people three years ago saying how he's a bust. How like there's so many other coaches out there that should have been hired before him. Like now they're all eating their words because he's in three years he's completely turned this program around and he's going for an, an NFC championship game. Like they, and these players, love it, they're playing for him. And then I'm, I'm convinced that he, uh, Jared golf was included specifically in the Matthew Stafford deal because, you know, they were trying to get rid of him and Dan Campbell was probably like, Oh yeah, he's going to be motivated now. He's the he's type of guy. player I want on, on my team. And he's then you guy. can point to, you can point to Amon Ron St. Brown, you know, obviously he keeps that list of all the wide receivers that was drafted before him. I'm pretty convinced Lions purposely did that. Yeah. And then and then um and then the, the uh, Campbell was flexing his rookies, which, you know, I'm I'm sure he waited until this game to show like all of his rookies like, hey, look, look at the grades that we got for drafting you at this point in the draft. Like Jameer Gibbs. You know, they were shitting on you. Yes. Jameer they were shitting Gibbs. on y'all. And look what we, you know, go show them what we can do. Like, so I'm, I'm, just, I'm convinced he's just compiling a team of just people that have been doubted on and have that chip on their shoulder to assemble an Avengers roster. Yeah, dude, he, like, Jameer Gibbs is a fucking monster, man. Like, he, I, I, I don't, they've, they used Montgomery most of the year, but I think, like, if, if if Gibbs doesn't get like at least sixty to seventy percent of the carries next year, I think it's a bad. I think that's bad coaching because like he's just Jameer Gibbs is just so good all over the place, everywhere. He's he can be used in the passing game, running game. Like he opens up the field. It it and then like he he's he actually can block. He's a decent blocker too. Like he it, he does it all. It's it's unreal. Um. You can keep Montgomery, you know, as a, like a, you know, punch it in the end zone type of guy, but like Jameer Gibbs, man, fucking awesome. Um, the Buccaneers. I want to talk a little bit about the Buccaneers. Baker Mayfield, for what it, for how often he was getting pressured, 
played really well. Mike Evans is still that guy. Like, holy fuck. Those catches, some, a couple of those catches that he was making were just absolutely, like, I, I like they're 1% of the population of the world could have made one of that. That catch by the goal line was just absolutely, it dumbfounded me. You know? Yeah. I, I didn't know how, I didn't know how to react. Um, but yeah, dude, this, this game, this game was great. It, it like, it was, it, towards the end, it's, it got a little closer than what it actually was. Cause I think it was, I think you'd consider that garbage time minute or garbage time points. I don't, why do you, why, why did, um, why did the Bucks go for two on that second, on that, uh, second to last touchdown? I don't know. That was one of two decisions that I was kind of perplexed about. I I didn't see a need for it, you know. Obviously, no. I think they were trying to go for the win and then but still have an opportunity to still tie it, but from a morale standpoint, I think that's just a little bit demoralizing because it's like instead of it just a touchdown to tie the game, you know, it's a touchdown and a two-point conversion to tie the game. Yeah, you know that that's a that's a dumb dumb play by Todd Bowles. You 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 go for the field goal and then you try and because they got the ball back. I mean, you know Baker Mayfield he he threw an interception, but he was getting he was getting pressured. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, you're right. It's a, it's a morale thing. Like you, not only did they have to score a touchdown, but they had to get a, a two point conversion just to tie, just to tie. Yeah. If you want, kick the extra point so you get a touchdown. And then you have the option. You can either tie it or go or go for two and win the game. It's a it's a dumb dumb mm-hmm. play. I don't understand. Um, Amon Ra, yeah, we like we said, Amon Ra St. Brown, one of the best one of the best receivers in the fucking game. I don't. It's not even close. Um, did I you notice it. the little? Did you notice the little petty thing he did during the game? No. So on that last touchdown that he scored on, he actually did the Baker Mayfield dance whenever the Browns were on hard knocks and uh, Mayfield was a quarterback it was uh, a dance he was doing for the crowd. And he, Im- he imitated that dance uh, after for, you know, making fun of obviously making fun of Mayfield. I have to say props props on that one. That's, that's called like studying film. Dude, he did that's his called research. studying film right there. He did his research. If I'm coach Campbell, like I'm just like, trying to get this guy even more catches. I know he's like the focal point of the offense. Like, give him even more catches. That's that's a guy who is in the film room studying. <laughs> props to props to St. Brown. Um Yeah, did I uh I it was just kind of surprising. I don't I didn't expect I don't know. I didn't expect it to be for Tampa to be in this situation to begin with, but I mean the Eagles true the biggest collapse. We'll talk about Sirianni later. <laughs> the biggest collapse of all time. Yeah. Um, they were actually in this game until like late and then Detroit kind of pulled away, but I, they, they had, they had, they still had some guys from that, from that Super Bowl team. Um, yes. And actually, I don't know if you caught it, but a lot of people are talking online about the decision not to take a timeout by Todd Bowles with 35 seconds left. They kneeled the ball. So Jared Goff in the Lions kneeled the ball, and it still would have been like a forty long forty, maybe a short fifty yard field goal in order to make it. And he had one timeout left, 
and he didn't take it on um, after they kneeled on third and twelve. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I honestly, if I'm a player, I that's like I'm going to view that as a head coach quitting on me. Yeah. No, he he gave up. He gave up for sure. That was the, that. It's Don, I, I I don't think Todd Bowles was a good is a good coach. I don't think I we ever thought that. Um, he was just a good filling guy. Dude, if they don't get rid of Todd Bowles, like he's gonna keep doing this stupid bonehead shit. It it does seem yeah. like he quit. Like he really does. because like you said, like I mean, that's no gimme of a field goal. And the way the playoffs have been going, everybody's missing fucking field goals. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just at least look. I mean, regardless of what the outcome comes up. Like, at least know, like, or show you have belief in your team. Like, I want to give this team every bit of chance to win this game. Right. And I'm going to do everything that I can. I mean, where are you taking that time out? You're not taking it to next season. Yeah. You're not taking it to Cancun. (laughs) No. Where's that timeout going? (laughs) It's not like you can bring it to Cancun and be like, hey, can I get a drink package for this timeout? Yeah. Although that would be kind of cool. Um. Yeah, dude, this game was awesome. I uh, I don't know what they're gonna do with the uh, what Mike Evans is at his, his at the end of his contract, right? I mean, he still got it. He was eight catches, one hundred forty-seven yards, and a touchdown. And like we said earlier, he had some fucking phenomenal catches. They were just awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think he might be in a contract year. I could be wrong, but. It's it's either yeah. it's either this is the last year or next year is the last year. I believe it's this year, but um, they got to keep that guy around if they want to do if they want to like run it back next year. I don't know what are they going to do with Baker. I dude, it's the Buccaneers next year. I mean, I don't really have any any room to talk because the Saints are looking like they're going to run it back again next year, which I don't. I don't make that doesn't make any sense to me. It, it it you've already seen it. It doesn't work. Why try it again? Like they're they're insane. Nope. They're literally insane. But you got anything else in this game? <clears throat> uh no, that was about the last thing I had. Cool. Good game. Good game. Chiefs versus Bills. This game, I mean, we say it we say it all the time. It needs to be played in the playoffs. Every single year, it's just like it doesn't matter if they if one of the teams don't doesn't make it to the playoffs or whatever. It just needs to be played every fucking year because it's an instant classic every time they fucking play. And I just wanted to say, we were right. I was right at least. Never bet against Mahomes. Never bet against Mahomes. Never bet against Mahomes. I just he, it, dude. If you look at the stats, nothing is eye popping. Nothing is eye-popping when you look at everybody's stats. They just get it done. He just finds a way to get it fucking done. I don't understand it. It's their sixth straight AFC championship game. Six straight. Mahomes is That's crazy. Mahomes has basically never not been to the AFC championship game. Like, besides his first year in the league, which doesn't really count, he's never not been. Like he's just as a starter, he's been into every single AFC championship game. Must be nice. It's, it's got to be a pretty nice life. Yeah. Um, let's see. I One thing I wanted to say. So, MVS had two really good catches. Kelsey and Rice both kind of, they, they, they kind of led the way with the, the receiving. They got nobody else. Nicole Hartman almost lost the game for them. 
Like they, he, he I know was, he he was horrible. Uh, Pacheco runs really well. They had a couple of really good runs for from Clyde Edwards Alaire. But this was all just ma- basically Patrick Mahomes making plays and getting it done. Um, they lost the guy. They lost guys on the defensive side. Like they're just they're they're fucking good. They're just I I don't know. They they it's like is Mahomes the new Brady? Mahomes is kind of the new Brady, right? Like I'd say Josh Allen's probably like Peyton Manning or something like that. Yeah, I would have to say so. As far as the way it, the results happen in the into the playoffs, I. Right now, Josh Allen is three and one against the Chiefs whenever it's during the regular season, but he's zero and three whenever it's in the playoffs. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's the playoffs. You know what? Maybe it's just the strategy of the Chiefs. You know, they lose to him during the season, so then they can just beat him during the playoffs. Yep. And have that chip on his shoulder. But dude, it's just actually, I'd say Josh Allen's more like Big Ben, but he's so fucking good. Um, I just. I don't know. It, it, the, the, like, is it McDermott? What do the Bills do here? Like, they, they got they had a freaking team. Like, Shakir's awesome. Kincaid's awesome. Obviously, Stephon Diggs is Stephon Diggs. I mean, I don't. All right, I don't know about Stephon Diggs. I'm starting to be. I'm I'm kind of out on Stephon Diggs now. No. Like he he was if yeah he was really good. He was electric, but I'm out. If you're yeah. Stephon Diggs, you you have to play like Mike Evans did last game. Correct. Correct. I mean, and, and the thing is, he had a deep ball. And literally, I mean, obviously, there was the coverage was tight, but the ball just went through his hands. And that was a, I, that was a 70-yard bomb yep. by Josh Allen. Think about the momentum that would have created. Yep. If you're wide receiver one, you got to make that catch. If, if you, like you claim to be, you're one of the top receivers in the nation, yes, you have to do that. The, yes. I think the big, I think the, the Bills should move on from him. He, that might be the that might be the answer. I mean, people were were talking about firing McDermott, but I think just get rid of get rid of uh, Stephon Diggs. I think he's he's toxic. He he needs to. Yeah, they need to either get rid of him or Josh Allen and him need to make amends because back when they were best friends, when the first year he got signed on by the Bills, they were just you know. You know the best of the best of the best, but I don't know what happened. If someone slept with somebody's girlfriend or something like that, something I, needs to get amended. I by think it, so. And they need to be best friends again. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, so yeah, Kelsey kind of Travis Kelsey came out of the woodwork. He, uh, I think Taylor Swift said that she would do ass stuff if he had two touchdowns and a bunch of yards. Um, yep. I because I, I, he did he did do the heart symbol after yep, the yep, touchdown. So. Yep. There was some sort of promise made. Yes, yes. There were he she, she definitely there was a, there was incentives. I believe there were sexual incentives. Um, I don't think he would have put up the heart. Uh, yeah, best way to the heart is through the ass. Yep. I think that's what it. The props, props to the other Kelsey for realizing this and stealing the show. Oh God! It, look, I I'm okay with like I know people are getting annoyed with. Every with the cameras going to um, Taylor Swift, dude. Honestly, the solution just put Jason Kelsey in the box with Taylor every time, and it's all good. Like, yes, that was iconic, bro. Yes, shirt off the whole time, chugging beers, just living his life, loving it. That's that. That's the only solution to this Taylor Swift problem that people have. 
Well, now we got the best of both worlds. So obviously we had the girls, you know, we're all watching to see Taylor Swift. Now we got the guys that are going to watch Jason Kel- Jason Kelsey. I think the NFL just needs to keep capitalizing on that. Yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> if Travis and Jason Kelsey aren't on t- on our TV screens in the next like four or five years, then the, then the NFL, the TV networks fucked up. They, they, yep. they fucked up big time. They are must see TV. Um, they're electric. And you know what? They have the celebrity, celebrity girlfriend to go with it now. Um, yeah, dude. <clears throat> Good for the Chiefs. Good for the Chiefs. This is like, if you're a Chiefs fan, it's just like, this is, it's almost like, like, dude, I can't do anything but liking it, likened it to the Patriots. You know, remember back in the day, the Patriots, they were so fucking cocky and they were in the playoffs the whole, every fucking year. They were just like, okay, season starts week one of the playoffs. This is basically what the Chiefs do now. Their season doesn't really start because you know how like the, the season was kind of up and down for them. No, that, that that's just the, the preseason basically for them they just play you know just because they have to get a a certain number of wins to get into the playoffs the actual season starts week one of the playoffs super wild card weekend they that's when their season starts it's 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 insane i I wonder what it's like wonder what it's like it must be nice six straight afc championship games what the fuck yeah um it's gotta be nice we it's gotta be nice Kind of going with the theme of the weekend, we got to talk about that miss uh, that miss field goal at the end, um, by uh, Bass. It's kind of, it's it's tough, especially when your name's Bass, your last name's Bass, and you just take off that B, and people make a meme out of it. It's tough. That is tough, um, but I, I wanna, will say, what you want to go? No. So I, I will say. A lot of the Buffalo Bills fans are, you know, upset at that. I mean, I guess rightfully so. Like it's, but as we've seen in the other divisional round games, I mean, the pressure's on with these kickers. Right. So, I other people might want to point to the fact that they had the fake punt, fake punt with Demar Hamlin, which kind of made no sense. No. But if the if the Bills really want to actually point their anger at something that is legit. It should be blaming Jim Nance for jinxing yet again another kick uh, by quoting Sean McDermott's quote. He was like, oh, yes, we can always rely on Tyler Bass to come, come in with a clutch kick. Next thing you know it, he misses the kick. Like uh, a split second later. Yeah. Okay. The commentating uh, kick, uh, kick jinx is real. It, oh, it is. It's absolutely real. I, I completely agree. That it's tough. I was watching this game in a bar, so I didn't hear the, I didn't hear Jim Nance, but that's interesting. That is yeah. interesting. From now on, like if Jim Nance is commentating one of my games, I just want him to keep his mouth shut during kicks. Yes, that's like, it. Just give it to Tony Romo. I, I look, just let him blabber about some stuff about yeah, it, you know. He's the, he's really good at it too. He just blabbers yeah. about nonsense. Um, I do want to say there was. There was a little bit of wind. I think there may have been a little bit of a gust. If you look at the the flags on the um, uprights, they were moving a little bit. That Buffalo weather, you get wind that just kind of comes in. Because, like, sure, it does look kind of like he sliced it. But also, it kind of looks like it could have been a gust of wind that blew it over. So, I'm going to kind of give Tyler Bass and the Bills a little bit of something to kind of blame also. Besides Jim Nance, the wind. 
Mother Nature. Okay. Mother Nature reared her ugly head and uh, just swooshed it. Swooshed it. But yeah. Uh, part again, of the script. Again, this is this is a must-see TV type of game that should be played in the playoffs every year. Chiefs, Bills, beautiful. You got anything else? Uh, yeah, I did have. I, I think they need to stop trying to make uh, proposed rule changes based off of whether it benefits the Chiefs or not. Um, so there, apparently there's talks about the touchback rule uh, if you fumble the football into the end zone. Uh, and just stop it. Like, stop it. Just because the, it didn't go the Chiefs' way doesn't mean we need to change a rule about it. Like, stop. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it... Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, the uh, Chiefs are turning into like the LeBron James almost, or like the the Tom Brady. Yes. They make rules about them. Like they they make rules because of them to cater to them. Stop. Stop. Um, but yeah, Chiefs beat Bills twenty seven twenty four. Go on to play the Ravens. I think the Ravens are gonna. I think that I don't think they're gonna smoke them. I think they're gonna beat them. Um, and like I said, I think I'm gonna put money on on the Detroit Lions. I don't know who you got in these two games, but I think those are those are my picks. Detroit, Detroit Ravens Super Bowl, and I think the Ravens are gonna win. Interesting. Yeah, I think. I don't know. That's tough. It's tough that Detroit has to go to San Fran, but like you said, they seem like a team of destiny. I'll call. I'll call it with you. I, I also don't think Brock Purdy knows how to play outside. <laughs> oh, yeah? yeah? Even though he plays in an outdoor stadium? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I still don't think he knows how to play outside. Who's your pick on the, okay. Ra- who's your pick on the Ravens, Chiefs? <clears throat> uh, it's got to be the Ravens. Ravens, okay, cool. All right, um, let's see. Let's get to some of the other NFL news. Bill Belichick had a second interview with the Falcons. If Bill Belichick goes to the fucking Falcons, I might, I, I, I might go blow up Mercedes Benz Superdome. Mercedes Benz Dome. No, I don't want. Why the fuck would I want to play Bill Belichick two times a year every fucking year, especially with the way the Saints are? Yep. I think. Here's the I thing. will. Huh? I will say. I will say that. Even though they did, because I did freak out when they interviewed Bill Belichick twice. But they also did uh, interview Ben Johnson twice and another coach twice. So Atlanta is just obsessed with uh, interviews right now, I guess. They're addicted to interviews. Yeah, they just love the interview process, which weird, weird. I don't don't know anybody who loves the interview process. Um, I don't think Bill Belichick wants to go there. As surprising as this may sound, I don't think – I don't think anybody – none of the teams want him. Like at least none of the teams with coaching vacancies want him. I don't know why, and I don't. It doesn't make any sense. But I think that like this is basically his only option, and that's what that's he's going. That's what he's kind of going leaning towards, just because he doesn't have any other options. Again, I don't. I don't have any facts to back this up. I don't know anybody like insider information or anything like that. This is just kind of like my vibe I'm getting from it. It just doesn't seem like anybody wants Bill Belichick. So this is his only option. I mean, he's a he's a hard to like person, like personality type, and I don't know. He might have to like change himself a little bit. He's probably been set in his ways for quite some time. 
I don't know. You might be onto something there. He's won six Super Bowls. Like, I get it. He had Tom Brady, but shit. Also, what the fuck is in Atlanta that he wants? They they don't they have a young team, sure, they have talent, but they don't have a fucking quarterback. Taylor Heineke, Des, Desmond Ritter, neither one of those pe- people can play quarterback. So he's going to have to start brand new unless they go get an old quarterback. Like if they go get Joe Flacco or something like that, he's going to have to start over. He's going to like I, I don't I don't know what his, the appeal would be for him to go to Atlanta. I, I don't get it. Doesn't make any sense. Um, no, it almost seems as if like the Chargers or the potentially should have been, or maybe could have been Dallas would have been better openings that maybe he was looking forward to a little bit more. So we'll get to the Dallas uh, Eagles. Um, I did want to talk about Antonio Pierce uh, to coach the Raiders. I know everybody's excited, but I want to be the first to go on record to say that I think this was a bad idea and that I don't think it's going to, it's going to work. I don't have any information to back that up. Again, I'm going off strictly off vibes. And the fact that most of the time those interim head coaches never pan out and work out, they don't. That rarely do they ever pan out and work out. I think this is a bad idea. I think the Raiders are going to regret it. Interesting. Okay, I thought this was maybe a uh, a backtrack from the Rick Pasacchio. 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 Yeah. Pasacchio. Yeah. Can never pronounce it right. Me neither. But I, I I feel like that was a backtrack from that. I agree. You know because. The players wanted him to uh, be the head coach. They decided to go with McDaniels. And then this time around, Antonio Pierce, I feel like they felt like they were going to lose the entire roster again. And so they wanted to, so they decided to backtrack, kind of did Antonio Pierce, which, I mean, I'm fine with it. I don't, I guess I have to agree with you. It doesn't really intimidate me. But at the same time, I mean, he could make it work. I don't think he will. That's just, again, nothing to back that take up. Just going purely off of vibes, I don't think it's going to work. I think it's a bad idea from the Raiders' standpoint. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, all right, let's get to McCarthy Sirianni. Both of them are staying with their respective teams. I think it's a good idea for the Eagles. I think it's a dumb idea for the Cowboys. I don't like – I I just don't think he – McCarthy doesn't, doesn't have it. He doesn't have it in Dallas. I I think Jerry's just keeping him around because McCarthy does whatever the fuck he says. That's it. Yeah. I I don't know. I I know everybody likes to associate the Cowboys with the missing the playoffs, but that wasn't always McCarthy either. Losing in the playoffs. Losing in the playoffs. Right. But that wasn't always McCarthy. I mean that Tony Romo was kind of was the same way. Jason Garrett was kind of the same way when he was there. Wade, yeah. uh, Wade Phillips, same way. Yeah, yeah. Wade Phillips, I think, is a little different, but I don't think Jason Garrett's a good coach. Uh, was a good coach. Um, yeah, the Tony Romo stuff. I just, I don't know. I don't like it. I didn't like that. I like the, I like the Philly fans are fucking nuts. I'm glad the the um the, the administration didn't fucking listen to him this time. They wanted his head. They wanted him gone. No idea why. He literally was in the Super Bowl like a one one or two plays away from winning the Super Bowl last year. I don't – I, I understand the – he had a, like one of the worst collapses in the history of the sport, but he – like 
What the fuck? <laughs> You're just gonna jump ship already? I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Eagles are Eagles fans are are wild. Eagle fans are, remind me of Alabama fans. Yes, like once they get a taste of like the Super Bowl, it's like the expectation is that they should be in the championship game like every single year. And, that's, and if they're not, then it's like a complete failure. Right. That's the way they. That's the way Bama was before Nick Saban. They were just like, oh, we should be in the championship game every fucking year. Blah blah blah. Fuck off. I can't wait till they come back, come down to our level. It's gonna be great. Uh, but yeah, that's the Eagles. Much- the Eagles did uh, get rid of the, both of their coordinators, yes, I so did. I which kind of sucks. Sucks for Sirianni because I mean that's no continuity, uh, no like you know consistency in his program. He's gonna have to start fresh all over again just because Eagle fans are almost trying to ride him out. So he's back behind or you know pushed up against a wall. They they had to do something. I don't but, know. Yeah, it's it's dumb. Um, let's see. You got anything else on the NFL? Pumped. I think that's about it. Yeah, pumped for the pumped for the games this next weekend. Um, <clears throat> let's do some NBA talk. Um, our Pelicans, like I, our the Pelicans are so weird, man. Like I, like they'll one day, one day they'll beat the best team in the fucking West, and then the next they'll they'll lose. Like, I, and they'll beat a team. They beat the Timberwolves without um. What's his face? Without Zion, I think they didn't have a full roster. But then they lost to like the Mavericks with the with with everybody healthy. I don't. It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't. But at the same time, I'm I'm like super fucking stoked because we can beat we can beat any team in the league. Like I really do think any. Or I, maybe let's just stay in the West. I'm talking about every, any team in the West. Like you put us up against like Denver Timberwolves, OKC. I think we in a seven game series we can beat all of them. Like I think we can make it to the NBA finals. And that's what is making me so fucking excited. I love it. I uh Yeah. The the loss to the Suns was weird. I don't know. That that game was just weird all over. I'm I'm hoping we can uh kind of make up for that tonight with against the Utah Jazz. Um but yeah. Yeah, was- actually I figured I thought we had figured out our problem cuz and this was definitely a stat jinx, but it started coming out that basically when the Pelicans, Pelicans were kind of the least amount of attempted three-point shooter team, but it was like, came out that if the Pelicans shot 40 or more free throw or three-pointers in the game, they were 4-0. And, and I was like, oh, we got to figure it out. And then boom, next game, obviously that got jinxed. We end up going 10 of 42 for 24% from the three-point line, so... I don't know. Back to square one. Yeah. I don't. So we'll see what happens. We do. We do have an interesting rest of the January. Just hear me out. The next uh, next five games. So from now till January thirty first, Utah Jazz, Oklahoma City Thunder, Milwaukee Bucks, Boston Celtics, and then we end off the last day with the Rockets in Houston. We have a Dang. gauntlet gauntlet at the end of January coming up. It is going to be wild. I uh, and honestly, if we get through all those games, I'd say four and four and two, I'll be fine with it. Four and two. Um, I which I mean, with Milwaukee not having a coach, um, I don't know. Oh, dude, it's just gonna be uh, one game at a time. Obviously, um, I'm sorry, we have five games left. If we can get out, like, I'd say, 
three and two. I'd preferably four and one. Um, it's gonna be tough, but I think if we can get out four and one, I'd I'd be happy. I'd be really really happy. Um, <clears throat> yeah, gauntlet going going uh within the next five games. But dude, like I said, man, I'm pumped. I, I I'm actually this is the first time in a since basically since Chris Paul that I've been this like that I've been excited because I I really think we can win the West. I really truly do. Like even when we had Anthony Davis, I still there was a couple of years where I thought I was like, hey, we can we can kind of contend with anybody in the league. But this year, this year, I really really do think we can we can win the West. So this is pumping me up. Yeah, I think this year is a little bit different than what we've seen in the past years. Like we have seen some kind of star power, um, especially like when we had the Anthony Davis uh, Boogie Cousins days, and um, you know, just kind of in previous years, we've seen some star-studded uh, star power on the like the on the top of the roster, but like the back end was always just filled with a bunch of just pieces together. Whereas I, th- I think right now we're really fielding like a good solid roster up and down that can, you know, people, players off the bench can give you solid, good minutes and good scoring and defense as well as, you know, you know, budding superstars and Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson and, and then CJ McCollum still actually still playing at a high level too. So right. Um, pretty pro- uh, good props. Yeah, Herb Jones coming off the bench. Larry Nance Jr. is nasty. Like we got, we got talent. We got guys. We got dogs. Jose Alvarado still doing his thing. The little Energizer Bunny. It's fucking awesome. Uh, and then Hawkins, Jordan oh, Hawkins. Jordan Hawkins is is coming through. I love it. Love it. Love to see it. Um, the great thing. Another great thing. I'm gonna jump to our little kind of a way too early playoff preview. Another great thing, it was the same as last year. The so the difference in games between the first in the Western Conference between the first place Minnesota Timberwolves and the sixth place New Orleans is five games. So in the first the difference between the first place Minnesota uh Wolves and the Dallas Mavericks, who is in eighth place, is six games. It is tight. It is pretty tight. From first to sixth first to eighth is just a difference of six games. I love it. I think it's awesome being that close. Like having everybody in the middle there. Like I now from seven to ten, it's a three game span. So again, there's people can go and then the Golden State's oh and at twelve, not anything can happen. That's what it, it is. Kind of cool to have like all these teams make the playoffs. It does kind of suck because it, it it makes for bad first round of playoffs, but it is kind of exciting, like just to kind of follow it throughout the season. I kind of love that shit. Um, but yeah, dude, we the playoffs are looking fun. Um, the East is a little more top heavy, but I mean Indiana with Halliburton that's at number seven. Orlando's kind of playing some decent ball this year. <clears throat> Cleveland stepped up. New York is on a tear. New York Knicks have been on a fucking tear. They're eight and two in their last ten games. They're fine. Ananobi has been great. Um, just I, they've they've been playing. Dude, Jalen Brunson is like the last two weeks have been averaging like thirty five, forty points. They're just on a fucking tear. Boston's playing like the best unit in the in basketball. It's gonna be fun. Embiid's and Embiid's playing at an MVP level. I mean, he scored fucking what sixty two points last night or something like that. He had a seven. I thought it was 
Was it a seventy? I thought it was I thought it he had a seventy be, burger. It might be a seventy burger. He, uh, I just know he put up ridiculous amount of points, and they still only lost, only won by ten. Yeah, he put up seventy points, seventy points, eighteen rebounds. Fucking wild. Victor Webanyama had a good game that night too. Um, yeah, dude, it's just these guys are so fucking good. These guys are so goddamn good at, at basketball. They're just so freakishly athletic. And it's so much fun. Um, let's see. <clears throat> Oh, Terry Terry Rozier to uh, Miami from Charlotte for Kyle Lowry oh. and a pick, I think. Dude, yes, when, so Kyle Lowry and a protected twenty twenty seven pick. When if you saw if you were keeping up, I, I know not a lot of people were because it's Charlotte, but when Lamelo Ball was out, Terry Rozier was averaging like twenty five thirty points a game. He was yep dominating when while Lamelo Ball was out just putting up stats like I don't I don't they they were winning games but that's because the Hornets suck but he himself was actually putting up fucking numbers he was he was doing really well I think it's a great addition to this already good Miami Heat team that might I mean think about they were at the Eastern Conference Finals last year like and I think they've only made upgrades uh Spolstra's they they put an extension on him he's a he's one of the best coaches in the league I love Miami Bam Adebayo? Yep. Fucking awesome. Yeah. No, Spolstra is single. He's he's hungry right now. And basically, uh, yeah, like you said, Terry Rozier, heck of a player. And I, I really think he kind of fits the mold of the Heat culture as well. So mm-hmm. it won't even be an issue there. The, you know, not not an ego on him. Yep. So, yeah, also, good, good trade. Yeah. Shout out to Miami for uh, – <clears throat> Waiting till Spolstra's divorce was done to give him an extension. <laughs> yep, the real the real MVPs there, <clears throat> the real wingman. Yeah, right. Um, let's see. Last last little bit of NBA information I have is uh, Bucks fire coach Adrian Griffin. Good, he sucked. <laughs> he sucked. Do you think? Do you think they were regretting firing uh, Mike Bo- uh, Budenholzer? Yeah, for sure. I don't know why they did that. It's like the it, it it not really doesn't really remind me of Philadelphia, but like that was kind of what they did. They just ran him out of town, like, and he had just yeah. won a fucking championship. Yeah, uh, you know? two years off of a championship just because he lost the first round. Like things happen sometimes. Like you you don't have the same team every single year, even if it is the same team every year. There's different obstacles that pop up, different adversities you got to go uh, overcome. I just thought it was just a too quick trigger. Like they gave into the mob. They yep. gave into the fan mob that was just all pissed off at for losing in the first round. Which I know they're mad, but don't get rid of a coach that's won you a championship. Yeah, they, they, that's it. Sucks. It's tough. Um, but that's kind of the way it is nowadays. I hope it goes back. Um, I hope people realize that you know, may, yeah, you know, nobody's perfect. You, you're going to have a down year. You might have a down year every now and then. Not everybody's Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. You know. Um, but did you see who's the front runner to get the job? Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers. <laughs> How fucking funny would that be? I just, oh man. I hope that happens, and I hope they play Philadelphia in the Eastern Conference Championship and, and beat them. And beat them, yeah. Yeah, that would just, oh man. I, I'm not a big Doc Rivers fan, but I just, I'm I'm going for storylines here. What? What coaching stint would this be for Doc Rivers at this point? Who knows? Who knows? He's, he's been on so many. Yeah, Celtics, 76ers, Clippers. 
This would probably be the fourth one, huh? Yeah. I, I, I really, do you know who I really want them to get is uh, Stan Van Gundy. I think, actually, you know what? They could, they could get both Van Gundys. <laughs> get them both. Yeah, just, just <laughs> coat. Just put them on. Coat coaches. Uh, yeah, just no. Well, no, just just like stack them on top of each other and put them in a trench coat, <laughs> and then have them coach like that. <laughs> I think that that would be kind of funny. That would be great. What kind of Space Jam yeah. <laughs> shit is that? <laughs> space Jam shit. I mean, it's the NBA. Why not? Good old Space Jam shit. Uh, but no, I will. Yeah. We'll see. I, I I I do think it'll be funny if Doc Rivers gets the um gets the job. Um, I don't know. I think it'd be good. I don't, it's the NBA, and you have a superstar in Giannis. So the coach really it, it matters a little bit, but like at the same time, you can have a Ty Lue and still win. <laughs> no offense to Ty Lue. and the Dame and the Dame. Yep, they got the Dame. Uh, real quick, finish up. Who's your uh, top three MVPs right now? Top three MVPs. I mean, Embiid's got to. I think Embiid's got to be up there again. Mm-hmm. Um. He's playing. He's playing some really good ball again. Uh, I think. I think you almost. You almost kind of have to start including. Um, almost have to maybe start including Booker into that as well. Booker's playing well. He's hot. Um, Booker's playing some good ball. And then my my last one. I know he's hurt. I'm expecting him for a little bit of a comeback. But give me Halliburton. Hallie. Yeah. I. Uh, so I. I. I, I don't. I don't mind that. I had I had Halliburton if he stayed healthy, um, but uh, Embiid number one, Shy Gilgis Alexander, bro, he's playing uh, yeah. on fucking real. Uh, and then obviously Jokic, Jokic is he's got to be in the conversation. I think one person. I don't think he's, he's not he's not going to be in the conversation. Um, but and he's not putting up like crazy crazy stats. But someone that's really fun to watch that I would love. If he got into the conversation, would be Trey Young. If you watch him, watch him play. That man is an assist machine, dude. And when he gets going, his shot is pretty. It is so much fun yep. to watch him play. He, um, I, 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 again, I don't think he's going to put up numbers. I don't think the Atlanta Hawks are going to be that good for in order for him to get in the MVP conversation. But I think he he might like. I don't know. I I, I really do think that he should be up there. Just saying. So yeah, those are my okay. uh, my MVPs. You got anything else? I think that's about it. Alrighty. Apologies uh, to everyone listening. We are going through a uh, Zoom. Well, I guess it's not Zoom. It's called Riverside. But uh, we are uh, on our computers because Joe is on a work trip. So apologies for that. Um, next week we will be both be in the studio and uh, recording. Anything else, Joe? I think that's about it. All right. We'll see y'all next week. Love y'all. Later.